Hi everyone and welcome to the third of a four-part episode of The Networks. I'm Gareth Spence. If you've listened to any of the previous shows, you'll know that I'm at Adver's London Symposium. Earlier we heard from Christoph Glingener and Steve Pentecost. And today we're going to focus on Preysen Pate, the CTO of Adver's Edge Cloud Business Unit. As you may have already guessed, the focus is on virtualization. Let's join Preysen as he talks about the pace of NFV deployments. So I've talked to a, a few of you recently and, and people have said, so Preysen, you seem very upbeat. Uh, I am, and it's because we're seeing a lot of success now with the rollout of NFV. It's taken a long time, but now enterprises and operators are seeing the value of NFE. And so whether you turn back to our original rollouts with, with um, Mazergy and then Verizon and Colt, we're seeing that uh, this is really rolling out now. And I'll show you a, a little bit of a brag chart that shows what we're seeing in terms of our wins. And you can see that it, it took a while to get going, but right now we're seeing this explosion of wins. And most of them are with operators for managed service, but there's also some that are being done by enterprises. And it's all for the same reasons of wanting to get agility, flexibility, openness. And the, the, there's a really interesting point here that while most of these are being rolled out by operators, something like half of the RFPs that, that we hear about coming into managed service providers are specifically at least asking about UCPE because enterprises are starting to realize that as they move all of their applications to the cloud, that should include their communications services too. So why is this happening now? Why are operators and enterprises starting to look at the rollout of, of universal CPE and NFE. And let, let me stop for one second and say, you may have heard of NFE, Network Functions Virtualization, and that's simply the replacing of fixed appliances like routers, firewalls, SD-WAN appliances, replace those with applications running in standard servers. And that could either occur centrally at a data center or occur, it could occur out the edge. And when we push it out to the edge, we refer to that as universal CPE. But in terms of why this is taking off right now is that during that long, slow period that we went through, the technology was maturing. And by working with our partners like Colt, we have matured this technology so that it's ready for market now. And you can actually take this and, and roll it out. Now that we've caught up with the state of NFV at Adver, let's jump into one of the hot topics. And that's proving the business case for virtualization. Here's Preysen. There was a lot of discussion over the years about how do you actually make the business case work? Can you replace dedicated appliances that are optimized for delivering SD-WAN or, or firewall or security? Can you replace those with software running on a standard server? And the answer today is yes. Can you make it cost in? The answer is yes. And you can use it to replace what's there and make the ROI and the business case work. But what's really good is once you've done that, then you open up this whole other set of applications. I mentioned that customers are demanding NFV. We recently had the fortune to work with one of our partners delivering a universal CPE application to a large international enterprise. And they're deployed in 50-odd countries around the world. And they specifically wanted to go to a virtualized solution because they were tired of every time they wanted to change a service having to change hardware. But with this virtualized solution now, they can put this very large server out, and they're, they're putting a lot on it. So this is a, uh, a dual Xeon uh, socket server with 50 cores or something. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big, big server. But they can deploy this once at their biggest sites, and they actually picked a, a range of servers and some smaller ones at the smaller sites. Once they pick this hardware and deploy it, then they can change services at the speed of software. They can 
put a new version of a firewall or change the brand of the firewall or put out a different version of SD-WAN or put their own applications on without changing the hardware. And for those of you who are our partners, this is not just for managed services. We're also seeing a real opportunity for turnkey delivery of, managed, of, uh, of virtualized implementations. The example that I just gave was actually a turnkey to delivery of a virtualized implementation that was delivered to a customer, and then the customer is going to take it over and run it themselves. So even if it's a customer running it themselves, they may not have the ability to put together the virtualized solution from a variety of components, but they still want the benefits and they are still able to run it themselves. So that's not only a good opportunity for driving incremental revenue, it's a good opportunity for follow-on services to help them if they need to make subsequent changes. Okay, it's time to move the conversation along from business cases to what you can actually do once you have a virtualized solution. So I talked a little bit about the reasons for this moving forward. I talked about some of the, the drivers. When you move to this virtualized solution, what can you do? Well, I mentioned that the baseline application we're seeing today is, is SD-WAN and firewall. But once you think about those applications driving communication services, and you've got this open platform, very quickly you realize you can do other things with it. So one of the applications we find really interesting is this, this store of the future, sometimes called uh, enterprise in a box or store in a box or branch in a box, whatever you call it. It's the combination of the standard communication services, and I'm showing here the uh, firewall and, and uh, SD-WAN from a variety of suppliers. Combine that with security services and then the enterprise applications. And I'm showing a variety of ones here, like the uh, video with the CCTV, point of sale, various apps, VoIP, whatever you want to run. Combine all of that onto a single server. So what's the benefit of doing that? Well, think about this. Think about if you're in charge of Apple stores and you have to turn up new stores, and you want to run all these servers to support your, your geniuses as they're going through their day, and so in addition to the communication services that you're getting, then you have this other rack of servers that are doing various things. What if instead of that, you could get from your communication service provider a single box that's not only providing the communication services, but could host all the other applications that you're running? Really, it's a microcloud. That gets you out of having to manage hardware on site. And so if you're the IT manager, you still have control of your applications. You can still run whatever you want. You're still getting the managed services, but guess what? You don't have to manage any hardware in the store. And even better than that, for the operators that are rolling this out with both wireline and wireless connectivity, that means you can turn a store up the next day using LTE or going forward 5G. So in terms of uh, speed to market, in terms of reducing your work of managing sites, in terms of making it easier to change your communications and IT infrastructure, this gives you a lot more flexibility. You can see, also see here what we're providing in terms of our value. With an advert, we're providing the, the network OS, the connector. Now, we do also have our best-of-breed uh, NIDs that are combined with a compute element that are useful in certain applications where you need very high throughput, you need encryption, uh, you need uh, precision timing. But there are some cases where you need more compute than that or you need a very low-cost solution. And with this open solution, you can pick the best-of-breed hardware. You can also pick the best-of-breed software. We heard Prace in there mention open compute, and we should drill into this point a little deeper. How does open compute open the doorway to innovation? Let's take a listen. Once you have this open compute, and you can run arbitrary workloads, whether they're communications workloads or 
something like an IoT gateway, it opens up opportunities for innovation. So in this case, I'm showing how IoT is deployed with the, the data processing and storage being run centrally, and this is specifically showing uh, Amazon and Azure. Then there's a gateway that collects the data and talks to the devices, and then there's the, the things themselves. Well, it turns out these, these gateways, IoT gateway from Azure or, or AWS Greengrass, it's just a program that runs on a server. It can run in a virtual machine. Uh, AWS Greengrass can also run in a container. And so if you've got a standard server there that's delivering communication services, it becomes very, very easy to run this additional job on there to augment it with innovative new applications. And in fact, we first started hearing about this not driven by an operator, but one of our operator's customers who was saying, okay, I'm getting this great virtualized communication service. I want you to give me, the customer, a VM, and I want to run my own job in it, and you don't need to worry about what's in it. This is just like when I get a VM at, at Azure or AWS or whatever. You give me some compute power, I load it up with what I want, and away I go. Well, that's what they wanted to do, and what they, the application they wanted to run was IoT. So this is, this is really interesting, and this is what happens when you have open compute infrastructure. If you've been following the NFV space, you'll be familiar with the term UCPE. It's been talked about a lot, but what's driving its success? Prayson has some thoughts. Today's services, SD-WAN and firewall, and that's what's really driving the deployment of universal CPE. For a long time, there was questions about the economics, there was questions about the, the operational characteristics, there was questions about the cost. With the maturing of the technology and the killer application of SD-WAN and firewall, it started driving out. And bringing benefits, I list here as operator benefits, but it's really also benefits for the end user in terms of openness, multi-vendor, and scalable cost. And what I mean by scalable cost, I mentioned the enterprise uh, that was selecting the hardware for rolling out across the world. They actually had five different models of servers they selected from a very low end to a very high end. And they wanted to be able to put the right size server in every location, but still have, I think their specification, they want to have at least 30% upside for growth in terms of application. So they could put the right size server there. On the software side, what scalable cost means is we've now opened the door for the pay-as-you-go model. If you turn the clock way back to when the, the operators invented NFV, they said, we're seeing the innovation going on in the cloud. We want to get some of that. We want to have open, multi-vendor systems. We want to be picking best of breed. We want to move at the speed of software and we want flexible commercials. If you go to the cloud, you can put in your credit card, assuming that you're protecting it correctly and not giving away your pins and everything. You can put in your credit card and buy a virtual machine and spin your job up and run it for a day, a week, a month, and then spin it down, and you're only paying for what you're using. Operators want to be, do that. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you're in a company that's going through an M&A, and you've got your own network that's maybe on a, a managed L3 VPN, but you have a company that you're acquiring and you don't want to go through the time and trouble to get them on that VPN. You might want to spin up an SD-WAN service temporarily to connect. Assuming that you were on an operator like Colt that could provide you a virtualized service, you could spin up a temporary SD-WAN that was allowing you to connect with the company while it's going through the acquisition process. And then when the networks are all consolidated, you could turn that down and only pay for what you were using. Looking at it from the other angle, Operators tell me that their take rate on try-before-you-buy-services is very high. Depending on who you talk to, it could be 75, 85, 90%. That is, if I give you a try-before-you-buy-service, 90% of the time you're going to take it. But that other 10 or 20% that you don't, I have to get the hardware back if it's based on hardware. However, 
if the service is based on software, it's now like the Internet. Any service you sign up for, you go to Netflix. Oh, you get 30 days free. You used to go to LinkedIn Professional, you know, 30 days free. And why do they do that? Incremental cost is zero. Take rate's very high. Now you can do that with these services because the, the VNF suppliers, the guys who make the software for the SD-WAN and the firewall and the, the IDS, IPS, they know the same thing. And they supply trial license to the operators so the operator can say, okay, you want to try this SD-WAN service for 30 days free? Great, because they know that the cost of doing that is almost zero and the take rate's very high. But that's only enabled when you have a software-centric model. It's almost time to wrap this episode. But before we do, there's one last topic to talk about, and that's what comes next. Moving to innovation, then we're, we, we talked a lot about the, the virtual network functions. Today, they almost all run in virtual machines. We'll see them migrating to containers. Uh, there's models for serverless where you're not even worrying about whether it's in a container or a VM. It's, it's compute on demand. Uh, 5G is is architected to run in a virtualized environment, so that's another driver for pushing compute throughout the network. And, and in general, we, we see that we talk about edge cloud because if you, whether you're thinking about universal CPE or NFV or 5G hosting or MEC uh, or uh, any of these applications, it's really variations on a theme, distributed compute throughout the network that you can put dynamic workloads on. That's everything for this show. Join me on the final part of this episode as we take a listen to what Anthony McGee has to say about 5G. And remember... If you'd like to know more about any of the topics that we've discussed on this or the previous shows, please email me at thenetworks at adver.com. Thanks for listening.